world is becoming more unglued by the day. Local consequences are now showing up. We are seeing sky-high gas prices, higher food prices, shortages, and more. How should you respond? Go to redpills.tv slash patriot. That's R-E-D-P-I-L-L-S dot TV slash patriot. And secure your long-term emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. My Patriot Supply is by far the largest preparedness company in America. They're in stock and shipping quickly in unmarked boxes to your door. Their emergency food supplies last up to 25 years in storage. When you need it, it'll be there. Lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks totaling over 2,000 calories a day. Get free shipping on any order over $99. Again, go to redpills.tv slash patriot. The global financial system is on the verge of collapse. Here in the United States of America, we have rising inflation, rising cost of goods and services from gas to food. We have supply chain disruptions. We have the incompetent presidency of the United States of America running the U.S. dollar into the ground by debasing it, by radicalized spending and printing. There is only one thing in this world right now that is a worthy investment that has been the hedge for inflation year after year. Guys, that's gold and silver. Look, I invest in gold and silver, and there's no reason why you should not either. My buddy, Dr. Kirk Elliott, is an economist and financial advisor, and he is amazing at what he does by helping you get your 401ks, your IRAs, or just helping you purchase gold and silver bullion. You can give him a call at 720-605-3900, or go to getgoldtoday.com and let him know that Josh from the Red Pill Project sent you. live welcome everybody to everybody's favorite new show on the red pill project this is morning coffee with vincent andrea my name is vince and this is andrea my partner in truth and we get together in the mornings monday through friday 11 30 i'm sorry yeah 11 30 eastern 8 30 a.m pacific and we talk about the news and events happening in the world and we just gossip and uh, share a little bit of news going on with you guys and our thoughts and opinions on it so you could get your thoughts and opinions from an average Joe just like you, an average Joe, an average Jane. We're trying to make the be- most sense out of this world, make the best decisions, and live the happiest lives we can. Uh, not just happy, but just uh, good, I guess is a, a good word, right? Yeah. Good morning, Andrea. Morning, How are you doing? Good morning. I'm well. I didn't mean to cut you off there. Oh, you're fine. I don't care. I'm not, I'm about half awake still. I need more coffee in me. <laughs> yeah, but me um, the sun is shining today, and I'm going to get outside and do some work, get my hands dirty. That'll be good. I got the last, last vestiges of summer raining down on my head, and Sunday it's supposed to snow here, so. That is wild. <laughs> Yay me! <laughs> I'm like, oh, it's that time of year already. <laughs> oh. That's oh dumb. <laughs> what the heck? So. Why didn't the title update? Uh-oh. Whoops. Well, you know, prelude to war. It's always, Every day is a prelude to war, right? So it's all, right. It's all good. Ugh. Sorry, everybody. I'll have to figure that out later. But there's nothing I can do now. This is not the Daily Dose. This is Morning Coffee. Today's title is The Conspiracy Continues because there's just weird stuff going on and it's like I can't help but take myself to things like what if this happens? What if that happens? What if we're just actually um you know, what if all these weirdos are just AI and that we are uh, or they're just, you know, bots and we are unconscious in a spaceship flying through space? Josh's spaceship theory. So there's a couple things in the news still where I sit here. Like this morning I was thinking, like somebody sent me a message. They're like, uh, what if, I'm not going to name them, but I don't know if they care or not. But they said, what if watch the water was like for us to pay attention to the water because it's going to flood us out and it's going to do a huge mud flood like Tartaria and reset everything. And I was like, oh my God, maybe that's watch the water, <laughs> you know? <laughs> Yeah, I can't help it, but think of like these, <laughs> these wild out there possibilities. 
Yeah, that's very possible. Who I knows? mean, what if what if Watch the Water is watching watch it all evaporate into space <laughs> and it's gone and then we're like Mars again? I mean, who knows, right? You could throw a million different theories but, out there. But, yeah, I'm like, should I be testing the water? <laughs> Probably. Well, yeah, you know, you really should. You know, in all reality, to, to yeah. take it out of the catchphrase, you know, you really should watch your water. I mean, you should watch your water intake to make sure you're getting enough water first off, and then you should watch water because most time it's got added chemicals in it. And if you ever bought bottled water, and I you do. know that it's I buy there, bottled water. You, you look at the ingredients on it, and it says minerals added for flavor, and you're like. Water isn't supposed to have any flavor. <laughs> I mean, I didn't, I don't know. In Montana, water does have a flavor and it's gross. That's the flavor. <laughs> it's gross. Uh, but, I mean, I there's no that. fluoride in our water. We don't add fluoride to our wa- our city water yeah. supply here, which is good. I'm but, you know, water. Like, there's lots of, it's very sulfury, which it, I'm sure is also not healthy for you. Yeah. If, if there's like, I think we had pasta one day, one time recently, and it was rinsed with tap water, mm-hmm. and I was just like, I could taste the fucking tap water. This is disgusting. This has bullshit in it. This is mm-hmm. contaminated. I, yeah, it's gross. We get our water from. Um, we, oh, it was we pasta buy the salad. Sorry. Oh, gross. Yeah, pasta um, salad with tap water taste. Yeah. Ugh. Oh my god. Nasty. Don't even get me started on the pasta, like the suddenly pastas or whatever pasta's they are. Terrible. Or they have like this pasta is made of not pasta; it's made of um, vegetables. It's like, wait, why? Why are you doing that? <laughs> right. <laughs> I know. It's just like the the Beyond Meat thing, oh. the craze that everywhere is going to that now, oh, including, including Panda Express. Oh gosh. Ugh. I like Panda. Yeah. It's so disgusting and delicious. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't have a panda anywhere near me, but I, don't know. Um, I was reading today too about hot dogs. One of oh, our don't. wonderful red pill family was like, there was a study done on hot dogs. They sent me a meme or something. There was a study done on hot dogs and they found that a huge percentage of hot dogs contain or 2% of normal hot dogs contained human DNA and that like two thirds of the vegetarian hot dogs contained human DNA and actual meat. I was like, oh, you guys, that shit. What are they putting in this? And then I heard um, Stevo talking about um, that fake meat as well and getting like the uh, the treatment where they flush out your bowels that Hollywood oh. people get they like yeah. they pump water into you and they clear yeah. you out it's an enema kind of like an enema but it, there's a name i don't remember but uh yeah essentially an enema and he said that at the time because he's gone back and forth with diets and now he's a pescatarian but at the time he was eating that fake meat as like a vegetarian i think or something i don't know exactly but he had nasty like goop come out and the doctor's oh. like yeah what are you eating and he's like well i eat you know, this and that. And they're like, that is not supposed to be in your system. Your body doesn't know what to do with it. And it's making a fucking goop out of it. It's not (laughs) food. Okay. I have a question. What's a pescatarian fish. Oh, fish and veggies. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, no, my dad used to tell me that, that hot dogs were nothing more than beaks and assholes. (laughs) <laughs> True. <laughs> chicken beaks and pig assholes I don't, um, I don't know. <laughs> yeah if i'm gonna opt for something nasty like a hot dog i'll just have a slice of pizza <laughs> i just i've never been a big fan of hot dogs i've eaten them right i've had my fair share of hot dogs corn dogs i, I don't mind corn dogs once in a while um as long as they're drowned in mustard and ketchup but oh, corn dogs are pretty good so terrible for us, though. But they are hot dogs covered in cornbread. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. And beaks and assholes. Yeah, we need to change our diet habits, man. I don't eat perfect all the time. I try to be conscious, but, man, there's so much processed crap everywhere. It's almost impossible, isn't it? It's very challenging. Yeah. It is, and they make it even more challenging here in the United States because, let's face it, we all know that healthy food is expensive as hell. 
Yeah, it is. So, you know, if you want, if you're on Cheap a budget. Food is expensive as hell nowadays. Well, yeah, every, all food is expensive <laughs> as hell. But, you know, it used to be that, you know, if you were, you know, a young married couple or whatever, beginning family or living on your own, that it was like, oh, I can't really afford much. So I'm top ramening it, you know, or whatever. And all of that stuff is the in hot dogs and, you know, frozen pizza and all Crap of that singles. shit is cheap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Macaroni and cheese. All of that stuff is super cheap, but it's so unhealthy for you. They make eating healthy very expensive. Um, I know in the past when we've, you know, eaten healthy, our food bill doubles. It doubles. It's just ridiculous, you know. And so the best way that I've found to eat healthy is to grow your own food and Mm -hmm. to kill your own food. And so that's what we really need to be working on doing is getting back to a more natural way of living. And, and I'm in a broken record that, you know, right along with homeschooling. <laughs> so, you know, I don't blame you. Healthy mind, healthy body kind of thing. It's so important. Yeah, it really is. Hey, thank you, Summer, for the diamond. Good morning. Yes, Good to see you. you. Good morning. Oh, man. I want to have fish for lunch. We'll see. I'm picky when it comes to fish. Really? I, maybe, maybe I should say I'm racist when it comes to fish. I only like white fish. <laughs> if it's pink, I'm not interested. You're a pesk. <laughs> what is it? Uh, a peskism. <laughs> I, I suffer from peskism. Pes- <laughs> yeah, I'm not a racist. I'm a peskis. <laughs> I only care about color when it comes to the color of my fish. <laughs> Yeah, pink fish, like, you know, um, there is some of it that's not too bad, like ocean fish, like tuna yeah. um, is pretty good. I'll eat tuna. I'm not big on salmon. I don't – actually, I can't stand salmon unless it's smoked. And uh, trout, don't forget it. If it's trout, throw it out. That's my theory. <laughs> <laughs> I love salmon. Ugh. Yuck. Oh, come on. I love cod. I love sea bass. I I love catfish. A lot of people don't like cod. Really? I think, or like certain there's a lot of cods, but I don't know. Yeah, I like white fish. Have you ever had sturgeon? Fishy. I don't like sturgeon. Really? Yes, and I have had it. It's pink. I don't like it. (laughs) 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 See, I told you, I'm a (laughs) pescus. Quite a new term. <laughs> wow, this I we're learning new things every day about the, yep. about you and I. Yep. It's all right. <laughs> it is. It's good. Well, let's, what do you say we get into a little bit of financial news, world news, U.S. news, a little let's bit of health it. news? I think that sounds good. Let's see. Let's see what we got. <clears throat> we'll start with finance because. We always start with. Yeah, and then we'll be done, and we don't have to talk about finance anymore. Uh, Markets are up a little bit today, just under 1%. Crude oil is up 2%. Gold is up almost 1%, $1, $1,648.90. Did it take a big dip? Because wasn't it like almost 1800 the other day? I think it's been down here for a little while. Let's look at the chart. Sorry, I just seemed like it was like 1800 the three-month chart. Uh, let me move us. Uh, it went up to almost 1725 in the beginning of this month. Um, and okay, so maybe it, has been. it was above 1700 last two months ago. Okay. So yeah, gotcha. we're on a That's little low. A we'll see what happens. Um, silver is almost $19. $18.86, up 2.73%. Quite the rise this morning and bitcoin is approaching 10,000 again at $19,282. All right. Uh oh, let me get my notes in front of me. Good googly moogly. Oh, here I am just messing everything up this morning. Yeah, right. Da, 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 da. Update to um uh UK's trust says she will resign as prime minister. This broke this morning. Oh, I think we've got this story in there twice from two different sources. <laughs> Oops. 
Liz Truss said on Thursday she would resign as prime minister. Brought down by her economic program that sent shockwaves through the markets and divided her conservative party just six weeks after she was appointed. A leadership leadership election will be completed within the next week to replace Truss, who is the shortest serving prime minister in Britain's history. George Canning previously held the record, serving 119 days in 1827 when he died. Oh my gosh, he's like the second worst, and it was because he died. At least he has an excuse of being absent. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, you know, a lot of this has to do with the fact that she does not have much political experience. In the article I was reading uh-huh. earlier, she doesn't have a lot of political experience. She doesn't know her way around the arena. And let's face it, these people are brutal. Mm-hmm. And they pretty much hobbled her right from the beginning. And um, they they pushed a coup is what they did and basically took power from her. Um and she didn't know how to respond to that, so she, she's she was playing she was playing three D chess while they were playing five D chess. I'd say she's playing two D chess. <laughs> really, just didn't know what she was doing. But yeah, wow. it, it's it's kind of one of those things where she just she did not she was in way over her head. And she she wanted to bring the country back to where it was low taxes and stronger economics. And, of course, the media and the politicians and stuff didn't like that because it takes the control out of their hands. And so they instituted a coup. There are the bugs in your agenda. (laughs) Yeah. And so the guy that, you know, basically seized power from her... um, is a Marxist. Rishi Sunak? No, so Rishi Sunak was the gal that, oh, that I think is looking to replace her. But the guy who seized power from her is somebody else. Um, it says here that, I... that um, their politics clearly did not align with the pro-globalist, fiscally orthodox faction taking back control of the party and the government at this moment. Wow. Yep. And it was interesting because apparently she was handed power by the queen while the queen was still alive. And so my guess is Mm -hmm. that once Charles got into power, he didn't like whatever she was doing and did that. Um, But the person that basically stole her power is jeremy hunt who is a pro-china globalist and opponent of brexit and he was placed in the finance role above the head of trust but became kind of the de facto prime minister and um which is not usual like that's um not how the game is normally played in the united kingdom so um, he's been the one that's been making the decisions, and I think she just kind of let him because she didn't know what else to do. She was frozen in fear. But, um, unfortunate. Yeah, it, it's kind of one of those things where the globalists are not going to relinquish power um, from Great Britain. That country is always has been and always will be run by globalists, and I don't think it's ever going to change. I mean, maybe it could change. I think that this country has been being run by globalists for thousands of years. Thousands of years on some level. I think that these families date back thousands of years. I mean, you got to remember, it's a monarchy. They've never had any form of real freedom. Not like what the United States has had in the past. Yeah, for a moment. And, you know, for the most part... You know, you have in Great Britain, you've got two classes. You've got, and this is historical, you've got lower class and you have upper class. That's what you have. Um, It's only been, you know, probably within the 20th century or maybe the later half of the 20th century that you had a middle class of any kind. But I don't think they like that. Hmm. I don't think the globalists like that. And so they now were like, okay, you had your fun. Now it's time to get you back under control again. We're gonna and that's start. what I think it boils down to. And I don't, you know, I don't think that anything is ever going to change in the UK. Maybe. I hope you're wrong. I have naive 
optimism <laughs> of the situation. I'm a realist. I don't you know. are right. It's like <laughs> they've been that way for thousands of years. <laughs> of course, they'll probably stay that way. It's like, yeah, but but come on. I don't. I know. mean, they we'll they see. had their chance when the Revolutionary War was being fought. They could have been like, hey, you know what? We should do the same thing. But they don't know any different. And people are creatures of habit, and that's just the simple truth of the matter. Hmm. Man, I don't know. interesting. All right, let's see this next story here. Just a little bit of very bad news about the uh, home. Housing uh, market. Housing market, thank you. U.S. existing home sales crashed to eight-year lows. Eight-year lows, that's, that's not that bad, but not good. Eight-year lows. After the collapse of the... After the collapse in housing starts, data and mortgage applications and home buyer confidence and home builder sentiment, it should be no surprise that analysts expected existing home sales to continue their streak of declines in September. Existing home sales dropped 1.5% month over month in September, better than the 2.1% decline expected, but only because of a major downturn revision to August's 0.4% drop to 8.8% MOM. Existing home sales are now down 23.79% year-over-year, the worst drop since November 2010. And here's a chart to show you. Proof. Mm -hmm. Wow. You know, and... we had earlier this year, so at the beginning of the year, houses would go on the market and they'd be gone in a week. Yeah. Like even if, if even that long. Like, sometimes it was a day. Yeah, that was right here. And... In the chart, yep. uh, 2020, 2021, where it's spiking upward, and there's a lot and of And even in the green. beginning parts of 2022. Uh, a little um, bit, yeah. Yeah, but now we have a house just down the street from me that's been for sale for two months easily. Wow. And I, I've never even seen anybody come look at it. And it, it's hard to find houses in these rural areas because a lot of people want to be here. But right now, people aren't wanting to buy them. Yeah, and it's just been going down month after month. The worst since 2007. Uh, here's another chart. The yellow is the U.S. existing home sales, or SAAR. It is approaching 2011 levels. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, I wonder how low will it go? Yeah, well, and in that 2010 mark, that's, you know, 2008, 2009, a crash. And then, yep. you know, so that's when everything really started dumping down. And that's where we're headed again. Yeah, I think it might go below that point. Who knows? Uh, yeah, it very well could. Depends what happens. Oh, and now you've got, unlike back in 2010, um, interest rates are now at 7%. Uh-huh. It's a they different fiasco. Then. Yeah. yeah, you're right. There's a lot more different dynamics going on with this particular crisis. Yep. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, man. Um, unless you're cutting your price dramat dramatically, you're not going to sell it instantly in most markets right now. Unless, yeah. unless for some reason somebody just loves that house and they don't really care about money and, or, you know. Maybe they just have money to throw at things. That's different, but Maybe. on average, yeah, it's, it's not good. Uh, no. There's definitely a lot of stuff going up for sale around me um, and sitting on the market a little bit. Yep. <clears throat> All right. Well, that was that was good. A little, little bit of finance. <laughs> A little bit of finance. What do you say we get into the U.S. news? Let's do it. All right. You want to take it away with this first one, or do you want me to? Sure, I can. Okay. This was an interesting story I found. It says, fell off the face of the earth. ABC journalist is missing since April when the FBI seized classified documents from his laptop in lightning home raid. Yeah. James Gordon Meek. An Emmy-winning investigative journalist went missing after the FBI raided his Virginia home and seized classified information from his laptop in April. James Gordon Meek, 52, went missing after the feds raided his Arlington penthouse apartment, the Rolling Stone reported. Uh, Meek produced the Hulu documentary 3212 Unredacted, which detailed the 2017 Pentagon cover-up of the deaths of U.S. Special Forces in Niger. 
the lightning raid was conducted after a search warrant was approved by a federal magistrate judge in the Virginia Eastern District Court, Rolling Stone reported. If agents got a hold of Meek's records, the move would have had to have been approved by U.S. Deputy Attorney General Lisa Monaco, the New York Post reported. Meek's attorneys lashed out at the U.S. government for leaking information to Rolling Stone. The allegations in your inquiry are troubling for a different reason. They appear to come from a source inside the government, Meek's attorney Eugene Gorgoff told Rolling Stone. It is highly inappropriate and illegal for individuals in the government to leak information about an ongoing investigation. We hope that the DOJ promptly investigates the source of this leak. Meek's last public statement was in the form of a tweet on April 27th. His colleagues at ABC said Meek fell off the face of the earth. So he put his tweet said facts. And then it says, actually, it started a long time ago. We learned this between 2014 to 2022. Not just now. It was an eight-year lab experiment on Russian TTPs on EW, on everything. This is why Ukrainians, with our advice or assist, are doing so well. Ask those in IC and UW communities. We learned a shit ton. And that's, uh, he retweeted Mark Polymeropoulos' tweet that said that. Yeah. Yep. So, he's an Emmy Award-winning ABC News journalist who broke several high-profile national security and terrorism-related stories. Um, since the FBI reportedly, oh, he's gone missing since the FBI reportedly seized classified information from his laptop. So, you know, it's interesting. Did he disappear or was he disappeared? <laughs> That's yeah, my question. That's really mysterious. Yep, because yeah. nobody from this work, he resigned apparently suddenly. Yeah. And nobody's heard from him. He's fallen off the face of the earth. His family has not picked up answered any phone calls or anything. So nobody knows where he is. And I really do think it's a this is either something similar to um what's the guy who's in Russia? Snowden. Snowden, yeah. Edward Snowden. It's either something similar to that where he's left the country. And is hiding somewhere. Okay. Or he's gone. Gone, gone. Yeah, like, like pulverized. Gone. Because, you know, if the FBI raided his home and nobody's seen him since then, <laughs> that kind of begs the question um, of what happened to him. Yeah, they should ask the FBI. Yeah, they should ask the FBI. And I think you'll get about as many answers from the FBI as you would on anything. Let's ask them about all kinds of stuff that they don't want to answer, right? right? We don't and take too kindly to the truth. That's no. And um, when it comes to anything to do with uncovering government corruption, you're going to be a target of the DOJ and the American government. And you're going to be held as either a political prisoner or they're going to take care of you in some way, form or fashion. I mean, who knows? You could, you're, you're a little, you know, if you've got a conspiracy-minded brain like I do, it could go in a million different directions. But I did find this very interesting that he was um, uncovering government corruption, and now he's gone. Yep, they probably turned him into hot dogs. Oh, you got to stop that. <laughs> you're going to make me sick. Sorry. <laughs> oh, gosh. He's fertilizer. <laughs> we can go with that over hot dogs. <laughs> yeah, it's scary shit, man. I saw this. We were going to cover it yesterday, but I think we had to cut it for time's sake. But, oh, my gosh. It's, huge. it's a huge story. This is probably, um, I would say, the story of the week. And ABC, nonetheless... They had somebody right. telling the yeah. truth, God forbid, and what happens? They disappear after the FBI raids them? Yeah, wow. That never happens, right? <laughs> this is America, people. Yeah. Ohio Supreme Court suspends Democrat judge due to unprecedented behavior, removes her from Cre Cleveland Municipal Court bench, and temporarily strips law license. <laughs> uh, judge Pinky S. Carr, a Democrat who has served on the Cleveland Municipal Court bench for almost a decade, was removed from her position on Tuesday after the Ohio Supreme Court found that she had committed more than 100 acts of misconduct. Holy moly, Cleveland mm -hmm. reported. Pinky Carr 
was removed from the bench and had her law license suspended for committing unprecedented levels of misconduct, according to the justices. The misconduct includes falsifying court documents, disrespectful treatments, lies, and wearing inappropriate clothes in court, such as spandex shorts and spank and I'm sorry and tank tops. Sending someone to jail for rolling their eyes and demonstrating her abuse of power. The justices voted 5-2 to indefinitely suspend Carr's law license and to immediately cease and desist practicing law. She will also be suspended from judicial office without pay. Quote, Carr's unprecedented misconduct involved more than 100 stipulated incidents that occurred over a period of approximately two years and encompassed repeated acts of dishonesty, the blatant and systematic disregard of due process, the law, court orders, and court rules, the disrespectful treatment of court staff and litigants, and the abuse of capious warrants. Capious? I think it's maybe it's supposed to be copious. I don't know. Yeah, copious warrants and the court's contempt power. The Supreme Court opinion said the misconduct warrants an indefinite suspension from the practice of law. Carr stated that her unethical behavior was the result of menopause and sleep apnea caused by generalized anxiety illness. No, the sleep apnea is from you eat too damn much. Sorry. Yeah, and you know what? People on menopause, they have medication for that. They even have natural remedies for that. Yeah. That's um, a non-excuse. I broke the law because I'm... I'm cranky! (laughs) Yeah. You're like, okay, you're really not making a case for women <laughs> who want to be justices. Seriously. It's menopause. Oh, let's vote for more women. Yeah. I do my Come job on. I do my job perfectly fine if I wasn't a darn woman. <laughs> That's basically yeah, exactly. <laughs> Come on, give me a break. Um, um I'm not familiar with her, but this is a good sign. I hope this happens to everybody who's corrupt and not following the law. This is why it is important when you go to vote for Supreme Court justices because they're supposed to be bipartisan and, and not ethical. affiliated with the political party. Mm-hmm. And most of them are. And most of them have very wild views, either one side of the road or the other. And Radical. they're guess what? They're not listed on the ballots under any kind of party. So they're just listed. It's important to research your Supreme Court justices um, when it comes yeah. to, We've got one that's, you know, I see her ads on TV all the time. Yeah. And she is a hardcore liberal. <laughs> and um, she's like, I'm fighting for your right, your constitutional rights. And I'm like, bitch, no, you're not. <laughs> we already did yeah, that. Yeah, you're fighting for them all, right? You're fighting to have them stripped from all of us because nothing you're doing is constitutional. <laughs> we already fought for our constitutional rights. Get out of our way. Yeah, exactly. And so, and she just, she's yeah. awful. But you know what? She's list, not listed under a political party. But you, you got to do your, same thing with your um, sheriffs and stuff like that is you know really research these people that are on the ballots and make sure that you know who you're voting for it's scary that's how we got into this mess people are like i don't know just vote for one not saying any of you did but people out there that's what they do people statistically speaking it may have been some of them (laughs) if you did just kidding learn from your mistakes (laughs) uh i'm just joking well um, a dead dog received <laughs> register receives register to vote by mail application from the Michigan Democratic Party. I saw this. You know, if I knew it was legal for animals to vote, I would have registered my cats and my dogs. Come on, that's five more votes for me. <laughs> it's not legal, but who says that they're following the law when it comes to elections these days? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was their owner's response? Oh, is he's a libtard. You can tell he's a libtard. Or at least doesn't like Republicans. If you scroll down, it, it shows what I think. Ruby is a dog and deceased, the homeowner at the address writes, and then hilariously he gives his local clerk a heads up to prevent any embarrassment for the Democrat Party. Please correct before the Republicans find out and have an infantile meltdown. He scribbles across his deceased dog's application to register to vote. I mean, honestly, he should have been having a meltdown. Yeah. Because what if this was sent to, what if um, a Republican had received this? How did this happen? 
they have got a crooked ass attorney or um, secretary of state in the uh, state of Michigan. I think it's the secretary of state. So they're getting like vet vets involved maybe and getting data from vets to get names and birthdays. I don't know I or something. Don't, I, don't know. I don't know. Maybe they scroll social media. Maybe they have AI plucking names out of <laughs> posts. Yeah, they're like, oh, hey, Ruby is at this address. We never sent her a voter registration card. We should probably do that. Or they're like, Ruby voted in 2020. What do you mean? <laughs> right, yeah. It was on the 2020 voter rolls. God. But there's already, they, they refuse to remove an astounding 29,000 dead people from voter rolls. So all of those 29,000 people will be receiving ballots. And I'm sure are registered to vote as Republicans. So it'll, well, and it's probably all going to be counted as Democrat when they start cheating. Mm -hmm. We'll see. Oh yeah, most definitely. Uh, this election is going to be really interesting. There's a lot of pathways it could take, but I think we all know the righteous pathway or the pathway if laws were followed would be just a massive red wave. But we'll see what happens. What else this we got? Is, it's kind of a prelude to Friday Funnies. Yay. <laughs> not really, but kind of. Oh. White House is not going to comment after Stacey Abrams suggests abortion is not a culture war issue, but an inflation issue. Oh, she's so gross. Yeah. Citing Barack Obama's recent comments, the Democrats are losing American voters because they're, they are ideological buzzkills, out of touch with real-world concerns. Stacey Abrams, like so many leftist candidates, is trying to adjust her messaging, but just doesn't know how. Her solution? To continue talking about cultural issues that most Americans don't care about, but framing the topics in economic terms. Abrams, most known for her hypocritical election denial of Georgia's 2018 Georgia governor's race, claims on MSNBC that abortion is not a culture war issue, but an economic issue and links parenthood to increased poverty. But let's be clear. Having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. It's why you're concerned about how much food costs. For women, this is not a reductive issue, she told MSNBC on Wednesday morning. You can't divorce being forced to carry an unwanted pregnancy from the economic realities of having a child. She said and having children is why you're worried about your price for gas. So have abortions... Yeah. Yes. Oh. Yeah, she says Abrams added that for women of childbearing age, having a child is absolutely an economic issue. Like most leftists, she seems to forget about the existence of birth control, condoms, abstinence, and adoption, treating abortion as the only practical measure for avoiding pregnancy. It should be noted that a year ago, Democrats were arguing that illegal immigration was the solution for the inflation crisis because somehow dollar liquidity would be absorbed by, a larger by the larger population. Now they claim that less people through abortion will solve our economic woes. This is what they do. Make real crisis situations about themselves and their pet culture war agendas instead of offering legitimate solutions. Hmm. So, yes. And then, of course, Jean Pierre. I did not see her comments on this, so I don't know the context of this. She doesn't want to content, comment on it. Yeah, I'm pretty exactly. sure. Did Ducey ask her? <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it's just... Live. You know, there are a lot of, if you're concerned about the economics of having children, then you go to the doctor, you get on birth control, or you go to the drugstore, I have a my condom. I have a better solution. Don't have sex? Stop being poor. Right? <laughs> <Just> kidding. <laughs> I mean, that's easier said than done in America these days. Come uh, on, I'm just it. kidding. I'm just trying to trigger someone. But, you know, and if you do find yourself in a situation where you're pregnant and you don't want the child um, and you're poor and you can't afford health care, guess what? Medicaid will pay for it all. <laughs> you don't have to pay for any of it. You can carry the child. You can get WIC. You can get all kinds of there's all kinds of government programs out there that will support you while you're pregnant. Yeah. And then you give birth to the baby. And you give it up for adoption because let me tell you, there are a lot of people out there who would love to have children. They can't, like myself. And yeah. I was fortunate enough to have adopted my son. And I know that we've got other people on this platform who have also adopted children. And 
it's the most beautiful gift that a person can receive because um, nature says you can't be a mom and yet I am and it's the greatest honor that I have I woke up this yeah. morning and I told my son I said being your mom is my most favorite thing to do oh <laughs> you know? and so they don't think about this thing they don't want no. and you know That's what sick. people don't care about color when it comes to adoption they don't no they don't. Don't. most people unless they're you know sick there might be a few people out there but for the most part yeah I, I i've never i've never and i've met a lot of people who've adopted yeah i've never heard someone not, being not like, once have i ever heard of anybody been like well i wasn't gonna adopt that baby because it was black or white or, or asian yeah it's or like asian or any of that actually people are usually happy to take you know any any child because it's a child they don't look at yeah. that obviously because it's a baby exactly <laughs> it's like doesn't matter. <laughs> it's a baby. It's a baby. Um, so it's gonna do everything that other babies do. <laughs> yeah. Um, I wanted to take a second and thank Doomer Juice for following us over there on D Live. Oh, you. you rock. Good morning. Hope you're enjoying the show. There's a lot of other programs here, and so stick around and enjoy them. Um, uh, real quick, you guys. We are live Monday through Thursday with the Daily Dose, 5.30 p.m. Pacific. And we have our Friday show, Conversations on the Fringe, and Fringe After Dark, the private discussion we have afterwards on the Social Red Pill. And we have Makes You Think on Saturday, True Spiracy on Sunday with the Patriot Party podcast, and this show. So enjoy them. And uh, I don't think we have anything like super special going on. Actually, Josh has a special guest Friday. I forget who it is. I'll have to pull it up for... Oh, wait. What day? Today's Thursday? Yes. Shoot. I wish I had that. But, well, Josh will let you know tonight who's coming on tomorrow. We're not done yet, by the way. I'm just taking a quick high, uh, break. We're not done with the news. We have a little bit more. Mm -hmm. um, but we'll keep you informed of what's going on. Josh, Josh did mention it. I think I wrote it down somewhere. But uh, anyway, what else? Do we have anything going on? I don't think really. Do we? No. No, I don't think so. It's kind of business as usual for mm -hmm. us. Thank you, Gone Country, for the cookie. Good morning, they say. Thank you. Good morning. And uh, it looks like there's reason to celebrate in Canada. Apparently, they've lifted all of their restrictions. I'm assuming the COVID restrictions. Oh, wait, uh, what? Yeah, that's what huh? Grandma Report said. She says they've lifted all the restrictions in Canada. Um, they're not here in the U.S., so boo to us. Wait, what do you mean? What's going on? Do we have an article for this? No, I decided in the com in the comments on D Live. Grandma Revolt said, "Here in Canada, we lifted all of our restrictions, but you guys in the states still have them." What? Bummer. Yeah, we haven't lifted. I know for a fact that we haven't lifted any as far as travel restrictions or whatever restrictions were still in place. What travel? I don't even know. I don't even know what restrictions we have. I honestly, I just don't do those. Things. I don't travel, so I don't really know. Do what they require that for travel? I have a trip planned. I don't know. I thought they you didn't require. Know. Last time I traveled, they didn't require. Um, I don't think they're requiring masks. Masks or they left that. Maybe not. I don't know. I'm not sure what restrictions are in place. Maybe it's for international travel. I don't think that they can restrict. Send us. Send us any information you have on that. We'd appreciate it. Yeah, but uh, whatever thank... restrictions were in Canada have been lifted. What? So yeah, that's Canada. surprising. I I know that. The Canada was was still under restrictions, but apparently those have all been lifted. I don't wow. know exactly. That's what great they news. Were. Mm -hmm. um, wow! Thank you, Grits, for the lemon. And yeah, let's continue forth. I suppose. I just thought it was interesting, worth mentioning. Don't have any yeah. information on it, but interesting. That's great news. Just in time for, huh? No border restrictions, no jab, no testing. Good. That's good. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I don't maybe think we do testing it. or anything either here, though. 
I don't think I yeah, like I said, I haven't flown in years. The last time I flew was in like twenty nineteen, twenty eighteen. I flew early I went to Vegas and it was totally chill. Nothing. I flew back to Oregon when we moved my mom out here. Because we had to drive the Yule back. So. I hope it stays that, that way. Dude, they're getting weird as it comes into flu it, season. It is. Things are things are definitely strange. Alright, well. Anyway, um, we have. Uh, Stacey Abrams is a loser. Moving on. Yep. JP Morgan cancels checking account of religious nonprofit and demands full donor list as a condition for reconsideration. So this apparently is something that the big banks are doing now. That's like, why do they want the donor list? Obviously, they're trying to create some kind of database. They are. They want to know. They want to know what. Um, and it says in here. <clears throat> Let me just find it really quick. That's creepy, man. Um, the bank. You must tell us all of your contacts. Yeah, exactly. We won't do anything weird says, with it. Oh, someone from Chase eventually reached out to our executive director and informed him that it would be willing to reconsider doing business with NCRF. I'm not sure who, what that stands for. Um, if we would provide our donor list, a list of political candidates we intended to support and a full explanation of the criteria by which we would endorse and support those candidates. It's the National Committee for Religious, Religious Freedom. Okay, yeah, I knew it said in here, but I just skipped past it. It's all good. So, um, so they want to protect religious people's First Amendment rights to for religious freedom, and so um, Chase canceled their accounts, which caused them a lot of problems, and wouldn't give them a reason, and wouldn't told them that they were permanently suspended. They would never be allowed to have an account there, and then somebody apparently reached back out and said you know if you give us this all of this information then um yeah but it says religious um it says does chase ask every customer what politicians they support and why before deciding whether or not to accept them as a customer religious institutions houses of worship and people of all faiths should be greatly concerned about that concerned that their business credit or even personal or private bank accounts could likewise be terminated for any reason or no reason at all which is bold. And That's ridiculous. It absolutely 100% is. And so I'll say it again and to my broken record, go to a credit union. And yeah, I don't think this would hold up in court. Contractually speaking, I, I don't think you could do things for no reason. You can't break a contract for no reason. Is it? Yeah, I don't. I don't have any idea. Just the problem you is write it, just because you write it in your personal terms. If we make a contract or an agreement, I have to have a good reason to do something, I would think. Right, but you also have to take something else into consideration here. Look at the judges that we have throughout yeah. our country. How many of them are following the letter of the law and how many of them are politicizing what they're doing? And so this isn't as black and white as it used to be. It used to be if you broke your contract and you go to court over it the judge is going to look at the facts and make his ruling appropriately that doesn't happen anymore everything is politicized and if the judge is on the same side as jp morgan then you know the uh, then you're going to lose because you're being you're nothing more than a political um prisoner and they're going to side with, not to mention the fact that who has enough money to seriously take Chase to court? Not many people. Yeah. No. This, I guarantee you, this is, if it's a nonprofit organization, unless they're corrupt, they don't have enough money to try to take on JP Morgan and Chase Company in a court yeah. to fight this. And, and that's how they win. You know, people are like, well, it's, we gotta, it's our constitutional right. Yeah. Until the judges are corrupt and nobody upholds the constitution. And then where does that leave us? Yeah. Justice. Really exactly where we're at. Yeah. You're absolutely right. It's like, Hey, that's illegal. It's like, 
well, we totally hijacked that system too. So, haha. Well, yeah, exactly. And so the judges are like, I don't see anything illegal about it. <laughs> if it was illegal, would I do this? Case dismissed. <laughs> right. Smack. Look at January 6th. <laughs> Look at those people. They've had their, their civil liberties and their rights trampled mm. on. Yeah. Look at all the businesses that were shuttered during COVID-19 and all of the, and look at how many, and our Supreme Court won't even touch a lot of this stuff. And our Supreme Court is supposed to be conservative. So tell me how you and I are supposed to stand up against people like this. We're not. And that's the problem. Yeah. They're like, you need to play our game to an extent, but not to an extent. Yeah, you, where you, have you really want to talk about swallowing a pill, swallowing that red pill. This is one that most people seem to just be choking on. They don't want to swallow that red pill that says my constitution is completely invalid. Because nobody that swore an oath to uphold it is doing their job. Yeah, exactly. It's only as strong as everything else. The people that will stand behind it. And right now, nobody's standing behind it. Everybody is standing on top of it and shitting on it. And our Constitution means nothing unless they allow it to mean something, which means we have no Constitution left. Kind of. It does. Not literally, but... When they can pick and... It's a piece of paper. Right, but it's not literally gone. It's still there, and it's still applicable, but they're just not acknowledging it. I'm saying it's not literally gone. Well, no, but if nobody's acknowledging it, it might as well be. If nobody's upholding it, it might as well be. If you could be thrown in prison, if you could be fined millions of dollars for hurting people from Sandy Hook... And you can't even bring up your First Amendment right to free speech in a courtroom to defend yourself. You have no constitutional rights left. I'm sorry. That's true. Very so. <laughs> it's, it's a mess. Huge mess. It is. And whether we like it or not, we need to face that reality. And we need to do something about it. Now, that is not a call to violence, and I am not saying that we should have a call to violence. But at some point, we're going to have to admit the truth of the situation that we're in and actively try to fix it. And if you can't even admit the truth, then you're fooling yourself. Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a big issue. I mean, I think there are some... Not a lot, but I think there are instances where the justice system works correctly or in a good way. But a lot of the time, you're right, it's really corrupt. And that's how they're doing a lot of what they're doing. It's fucked up. It is. Uh, Let's get to the next story. New territory. America's top aerospace sleuths join UFO hunt. Politico published this article. Are we going to have a... Uh, what do they call it? Project Bluebeam? The country's largest organization of technical experts has concluded that recent incursions pose a safety hazard to aircraft. NASA on June 9th, 2022 announced its plans to study UFOs. A long exposure photo of a drone is pictured. Oh, you sneaky dog. America's top aerospace engineers and scientists are joining forces to protect us from UFOs. The country's largest organization of government and private sector technical experts is launching a project to study unidentified aerial phenomena, UAPs, after concluding that recent incursions by mysterious craft pose a safety hazard to military and commercial aircraft, according to people involved in the effort. Oh, those people. The American Institute of Aeronautics and Astronautics, which includes among its members the country's largest defense and NASA contractors, has established three committees to study the technology, how incursions affect the pilots... Um, pilot safety, uh, sorry, pilot and passenger safety, and to coordinate with government agencies and international researchers also focused on the topic. We're stepping into new territory, said Ryan Graves, a former Navy fighter pilot and defense contractor who is co-chairing AIAA's Unidentified Aerospace uh, Phenomena Community of Interest. He's joined by Ravi Kaparapu, 
a planetary scientist at NASA who is studying the potential habitability of Earth-like planets. Anyway, so it's just interesting they're digging into this issue and saying that it's a hazard when... What evidence do they have to say that this is a danger to pilots and passengers? This is where I say, cue the fake alien invasion, because that's what's coming next. (laughs) I just, you know, it's almost like you can just read their narrative. I mean, it's ridiculous. Yeah, man, it's really trippy. It's like, how does this fit into the damn puzzle? Nuclear war, fake alien invasion. No, the aliens stop the nukes. Well, until they don't, right? And they're like, that kid's aliens. I don't know. I don't know. It was Russia and the aliens. (laughs) Aliens don't have constitutional rights. We're sorry. True. Uh, Sorry on my little little rant. The aliens are like, actually, you fall under our alien constitution. And they pull out their crazy documents. And we're like, we can't even read that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Um, shit. But we've got, uh, so moving on to world news, we've got Poland digging itself out of its energy crisis with coal. Good job, Poland. Not solar wind. Yeah. So, you know, their their green energy is not so green anymore. (laughs) They're like, we need energy. Just burn the coals. For fuck's sake. They're like... They're, I can just imagine they're sitting at a table and they're like, okay, well, so what do we do? Because we don't have enough wind and solar to power everybody. And nobody likes freezing to death. And people are burning their trash, which is really bad. So maybe we should just buy coal. <laughs> Dude, what a novel, you know, novel thought. Right. What yeah, is this, it's fucking just, 1800s? Yeah, it is. It's like, you know, coal, we, we use coal here in Montana. We have a lot of coal. We've got some pretty good coal. Um, and the funny thing about it is, is that you've got the EPA, right? Environmental Protection Agency here in the United States, and it regulates air quality. So all of these places that burn coal and do these kind of things have to fall within standards. Yeah, which is why we have clean coal. Exactly. And Montana's got some very clean coal. And so um, there's a reason why we put these things in place. Was They've got reburners and stuff like that. And they've got other yeah. things that they can utilize to keep the emissions down. Yeah. Ooh, I, was looking at and, a, I was looking at a stove with a reburner. Um, mm-hmm. A wood stove with a reburner. Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. Yeah. And it burns the carbon that's in the smoke. Yeah, I was like, what? Uh, um, this is how a lot of industrial plants work and, you know, energy plants and stuff like that. And people don't understand that or realize that. I come from a unique position on this because... Um, coal miner. I, for many years. I, I was not a coal miner. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even a coal miner's daughter. <laughs> no, I actually... I. I got to work when I was living in Oregon. I worked for the state of Oregon for the DEQ, Department of Environmental Quality. And um, I got to actually learn quite a bit about the different um, steps and the different permitting processes and the regulations and stuff Mm -hmm. that worked. And I was, um, so I learned a lot about air quality, water quality. You know, they dealt with underground storage tanks and stuff like that for to make sure that they didn't leak and they didn't spill and they didn't contaminate the um, the ground that they were in. So it was an interesting learning experience for me. And I, I got to learn a lot about this. And so when it comes to this climate bullshit, I know that there's things in place that are designed to protect our environments and that yeah. all of this is completely unnecessary. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. So it's a damn scam. That's what I say. Now burning garbage, you know, in your home fireplace, yeah, not quite so environmentally friendly. No. <laughs> not even I would do that. No. You know, it's, one it's of my gross. Thieves, actually. Yeah, I don't like it either. Even camping. If somebody throws a styrofoam plate on the fire, I lose my shit. Yeah, I, I get pissed too. I become real buzzkill. <laughs> yeah, I, well, for one, it gives me a terrible headache. Yeah, I hate the smell of plastic. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, you know, when it comes to stuff like that, I just don't, you know, there's a reason. Um, but this is actually good. So, this that, yeah, they're story. going to. And unfortunately, they're, uh, it does say in here, it says, guess they showed Russia who's boss, eh? <laughs> How? In what regard? Oh, because they didn't need their oil. Oh, because they didn't gas. need their gas and stuff. Yeah, because this is what this all came about from was, you know, sanctioning Russia. And things getting cut off from Russia and stuff. Most a lot of Europe right. was getting their natural gas for yeah. heating from Russia, and now they're not, and so they're having to buy coal from foreign countries. And yeah, wow. Guess they showed them. That's uh, good. Apparently, they have never bought a whole lot of coal before. Yeah, what is? Or used a whole lot of coal. So. Should be all right at stopping short here. Yeah, I don't think that there's. Um, I think didn't you guys go over the CDC COVID vaccines to the added to the childhood I, immunization Josh, last night? No. Oh, so the CDC is set to add COVID nineteen vaccines to childhood immunization schedule. Um, so that's going to allow schools to add it to their required list of vaccinations. Not all states, I think, are going to do this, um, but if they do and you live in a state where you can get a religious exemption or some other kind of exemption or homeschool um even homeschoolers like i don't know how a lot of states are but in montana they require vax. um they're required to, to required is bullshit by the way it absolutely is but it's like you know my husband and i were talking about this last night just for brief story and I was like, if Montana decides to do this, I said, we need to get our religious exemption. He's like, this is bullshit. I go, yeah, but guess what? I am not going to risk having my child ripped out of my home by social services and then go fight them in court over something stupid like this and be used. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. I'm like, I will fill out a stupid religious exemption form. I will keep it with my schedule of stuff that I have that I have to that I am required to do according yeah. to the state of Montana in order to homeschool my kid. And I will be an ass to them like I am every single year when they write me a letter and they tell me I need to send them all this paperwork and I write them back and say, you can come to my house and look at it. Because there's nothing in the law that says I am required to send it to them. It says I have to make it available to them upon request. So I make them, I give them my phone <laughs> number so and I tell them to make an appointment that. with me and they can do it at my house. You come over and that is what I do. That is so good. Every single year. I love that. You're a badass. <laughs> I'm an asshole. I don't care. <laughs> no, I'm I like, if you want to drive 40 minutes from Red Lodge, where our your thing is, and come stand on my porch, I'm not I am not even required to invite them into my home. It could be snowing outside, and I can make them stand on my porch and read this shit. Yeah. And that's exactly what I would do because you know what? They'd probably never want to come to my house again, but I keep all my records just like I'm supposed to. And they're available upon request. And they are available <laughs> upon request. They have to make <laughs> I love that. Holy smokes. Yeah. Their system is so messed up. They want to, they want to force this evil jab into a lot of people. I saw a story where a country was destroying a ton of vaccines, millions because yes. they expired. I think over 10 million. 285. It was over. It was 10 million doses worth like $285 million or something like that. I was just crazy. Yeah. And of course they want to put MRNA in other vaccines and it's just, they're really trying to change our DNA for some reason or put RNA into our bodies. It's creepy. And I have two words for that. Fuck off. A fuck off. Excuse me. Yeah. That's basically what so, I tell the school in my district every year. Fuck off. So, you guys, tomorrow's Friday, which means we have an episode of Morning Coffee that is going to be a little more fun-centric. Friday Funnies includes parody articles, jokes, memes that are kind of focused around the news and events of the world. Um, memes and stuff. Oh, man. I'm going to have to send you some of the stuff I curated Andrea, you're oh, gonna, yes. it, tomorrow's, tomorrow will be fun, so make sure you tune in at the same time, same place. Tune in tonight for the Daily Dose. This is the last Daily Dose of the week, and then we jump into fringy stuff on the weekends and stuff that makes you think. So we'll, we'll look forward to seeing you guys then as well. Please, you could find us on Twitter, 
at Vince Taglavia, at Acraft1. You can find us on True Social as well. You can find us on the Social Red Pill app, www.socialredpill.com. You can tag us in things and share things with us and have conversations with us, and uh, we appreciate it. Thank you all for joining us. Uh, I guess we'll just leave it at that. Andrea, do you have any parting words for the wonderful Red Pill family? Uh, you know, I would say for more homeschooling advice, contact me. <laughs> I've got all kinds of fun advice. Awesome. Um, no, just have a good day and, you know, try to get out there and enjoy the weather before it turns too gross. Like oh, yeah. Seriously. All right, y'all. Take care. Thank you, Andrea, for going over the news with me this morning. I appreciate you. Everybody take care. We'll talk to you soon. God bless and God speed. Bye, everyone.